This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, guys? It's your boys, John Lee. And Jack Coughlin in Cancun. Really? No. Oh, I'm, I'm an idiot. I, I just got that. <laughs> oh, my God. I, th- I thought you literally, like, brought your stuff. To you know, oh, I am that committed, but I no, wish I could be in Cancun, but I am not. No, you're not. Anyway, guys, welcome to another episode of Courtside Eclipse Nation podcast. Jack, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Um, it, it is a weird, nice feeling to just watch the playoffs stress free without having to worry about the Clippers. So, of course, I wish the Clippers were in there, but it's a nice experience to just focus on the other teams and, and see what they're going through. But you're worried about the Suns. Listen, I, I, we've been over this. For the time being, it might be a little bit of Jack Suns, Jack Morant, because I've been liking John Morant. And honestly, you know what it is? It's Jack NBA. I'm just a fan of the no, NBA. It's and all the no, teams. it's not. No, it's not. Jack NBA. No, it's, it's not. It's Jack NBA. You do not yes. want Dallas to win. You do not want the Warriors to I don't. win. You do not want. Uh, I'm okay with the Warriors winning. I just, you know, I, I like Jaw. I, I would like to see him climb that mountain. And I need Chris Paul to get a ring. You know, I'll respect it. You're you're a good fan. Your email still you. says. What are you right now? Fan. What are you right now? Are you courtside? What are you courtside anti Suns? No, I'm courtside Celtics right now. Just because right, I, I respect I, it. I, I like the double. I like the double wing stars because they remind me of the Clippers, but kind of, they're just younger. Um, mm. but and I, I like, think they're gonna go to the finals. So that's a good pick. I hope. I actually. I hope it's either them or Milwaukee. And then I want it to be them. without Middleton. I don't know if Milwaukee could could do it. You know, whatever. Anyway, guys, we have great news. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. I can't believe I said his name around the first try. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, reported that the Clippers and Robert Covington have agreed to a two-year extension worth twenty-four million dollars through the 2024-25 season. There are no options, so it's just a straight two-year extension going through that season um it's pretty nice to see roco uh sign a multi-year deal because he's been on four teams in the past four seasons he's been on the wolves the rockets the blazers and now the clippers he's also said um after they lost in the play-in um when he was asked if he, the clippers were somewhere he wants to be long term he said of course which was a good sign and then saying his number one priority in free agency was uh to have a ring on his finger um, that's also a good sign because he believes in this team. Uh, the front office believes in him. And, yeah, it's good to see him uh, get that deal. To me, he was the first priority along with uh, I think Nico will be the second in my opinion. But, Jack, thoughts on the extension of Robert Covington? Oh, really happy. Happy to have him on the team. Happy for him because, um, you know, we, we know he's talked about his mental struggles and possibly – you know, just leaving the NBA and, and, and possibly early retiring due to the mental struggles. So I'm really glad that he found a home here with the Clippers and he's here for two more years, making 24 mil over those two years. So that's great to hear. He's a great guy, great teammate on the court. Really enjoyed having him. And, you know, again, we've only barely 
seen him really because we got him at the trade deadline and we've barely really seen him with that. We haven't seen him with the fully healthy team with Kawhi, obviously. And we only barely got to see him with Paul George and Norman Powell and with having all the guys healthy. So I'm just super excited to see him with the fully healthy clips next year, you know, knock on wood that we're all healthy next year. So yeah, it's just, it's just great to see you. It was a happy little thing yesterday afternoon. So yeah, it's exciting stuff. Yeah. Also the thing on uh, him sh- having mental struggles before he came uh, Reggie at the same thing. I think that you also noted. So it's, it's cool to see how uh, the Clippers kind of brought that joy back to basketball with those guys. I think Reggie said he even thought about retirement at one point before uh, he started getting going with the Clippers. So it's nice to see that. And if you think about Nico, he's another guy who really wasn't uh, having the best time in his career who who once they can. Yeah. So that's about three guys who's come to the Clippers and just had great season and kind of rejuvenated their careers. You could even say Hartenstein uh, had his best season of his career. Uh, And it's all because of the culture there Uh, guys like Tyloo, the front office uh, and then the inclusive culture. So yeah, it's, it's really good to see Robert Covington embrace wanting to be a Clipper. And he was an insane uh, addition along with Norman Powell, who we'll get into later. But um, yeah. and I like that he likes to use Twitter too. And just kind of, he's pretty open on Twitter and just kind of lets his thoughts be known. Like it, you? Like he see, I, exactly. You know, I just tweet any thought I have, no filter. But I like, I like, cause I remember someone uh, tweeted saying like, I, I think it was something Rocco said and like, the post-game interview after the play-in game, and someone responded saying, like, oh, he's definitely gone after saying this, and people are acting like he's going to stay. But then he really just responded being like, nope, not at what I said whatsoever. And then he stays with us, so it's great. I love how open he is on Twitter. We get to see into his mind. Yeah. Um, question, 12 mil a year too much, too little, or just right? No, I think that's just right. I think that's, like, yeah, Agreed. I think that's just right. I, agree. I don't really know how much people thought like he would sign considering how good he was and how much he fits this team and giving, uh, we don't even know what he's going to be like next to Kawhi PG and then Nico, like just those four guys together. You could throw in whatever fifth oh. norm. Yeah. Reggie. What fifth, what do you think is the best fifth for that four man lineup? Like to close a game, who are you putting as that fifth guy? Uh, I love, I love norm. I think he's the best yeah. player out of them, but I think they, they literally need a point guard in that. Like, you can go without a center, but I think they might need a point guard. Uh, so I would say Reggie, but if they think – if they could like, work it out and they don't think they can, they could have, hey, Kawhi or PG will just be the pseudo one and bring it up and initiate the offense. Mm-hmm. Then I would say maybe Norm. And then, like, a sleeper is Terrence Mann because he's uh, 6'5 big and he's going to get better uh, next year. So th- I, I would say Reggie is my final pick for that. What about you? That's a, that's a good pick. I mean, like we always talk about, Ty Luke could always change it up based on, you know, who's playing. We don't even know if that'll be the closing four-man lineup. It could always change with the Clippers. But, yeah, I think, I think I guess it depends, too, on, like, if we need defense, maybe he goes away from Reggie and puts in, like, a T-man or, like, maybe a Norm Power, something like that, maybe, like, a, a bigger, longer guy. Just thinking of T-man, Paul George, Kawhi, Rocco, and Batum, like, that, that five-man line, like, that's literally just – all these wings that can pass and score can event like that would be a crazy lineup to see. But yeah, I mean, Reggie of course is like a Clipper icon, a fan favorite, one of the leaders of our team. So it, it would make sense for it to be him, but I think it will just kind of vary based on how the game's going and, and the matchups and all that stuff. 
Yeah, that's also something why I always push back on people that say Norm should start next year because I don't think Norm is really a point guard, and I don't really know what you do when he starts. Like, is he because he does most of his scoring whenever when they run a play for him going to his right, um, and he's not really one that brings it up too much unless they have PG initiate it. So I don't know. I the more you brought it up, the more I'm like kind of amped to see T Man in that role just because i think all that attention be crazy from everyone else he's only going to get better as a catch and shoot uh three-point option he already has his mid-range he just has to like uh get more consistent with it and he's already one of the most aggressive drivers on the team probably next to norm uh pg and Kawhi uh don't really need to i think well they they kind of need to but they don't really do it as much anymore just because uh they're getting a little older and the knees aren't there but yeah, I, I, like, I want to see who you attack on defense as the opposing team. Like, let's say it's Kawhi, PG, Batum, Rocco, and T Man. Like, who do you attack on defense? Like, who's the guy you think you'd pick out? You don't. You Would don't like, really. You, it's like at most, it's like maybe Rocco and ISO. That that yeah, I would like, think. But like, that's still difficult to yeah, score he, on. He's even he's long and, and he can. Um, he's good there, but um, yeah, it's gonna be hard to just like run Pause. your sets because they're just. Oh, shut up. Um, it's going to be hard to run your sets just because they could switch everything seamlessly. And then you got good help defenders in like Rocco um, yep. and PG and Nico. Like those are all elite um, like help defenders also. And everyone on the lineup is long. So I'm glad we kind of just steered away from like, hey, we don't. <laughs> At first we were talking about Norm and Reggie who are probably the best offensive options. But yeah, man would give them a huge advantage in terms of size in that potential lineup. But yeah, October. There's just so many different lineups I'm excited to see next year. Like I want to know all the, you know, the plus minuses with these lineups and the net mm-hmm. ratings that that's where, that's where fly by night comes in. He always gets us that advanced stats. So fly by now, if fly by night, if you're listening, get us the, get us those stats next year. When all those crazy lineups come out, we, we want to hear about all the advanced stats about them. He's not listening. Anyway, um, <laughs> in the two play-in games that the Clippers had against the Timberwolves and the uh, uh, the Pelicans, uh, in two-man lineups that played over 23 minutes, Rocco was in the best and the second-best lineups uh, in terms of net rating and defensive rating. The second-best was him and Batum, and then the first-best was him and Marcus Morris. Probably surprising to some, but... But the fact that he's top two in that stat, I think, tells you all you need to know about it if you haven't just watched him play already. But yeah, he just well, you caught out for me. What'd you say? I just say he that tells you how much, uh, how valuable he is just being top two in those stats. Oh, yeah, totally. in terms of the lineup data. But, um, Jack, I want to ask you, what do you think is Roko's role? going to be next season do you think he's going to be a starter do you think he's going to still come off the bench do you think it means um that maybe the writing's on the wall for marcus morris or nico batum what do you think is going to be his role i think i think it it might be just coming off the bench still but you know again like depending on matchups in the playoffs he could definitely start like or, like, start the second half like we saw in the playing game against the Pelicans. Like, again, it all could depend on matchups. But I think he'll – Ty Lue will probably roll with, like, a, a Reggie, PG, Kawhi, 
Morris or Batum and then Zubak starters to start the season? I would think so, right? What, what would you think? I I don't know what they're going to do with Morris. I think he might be gone. because uh, Yeah, possible. Because we, we, we did see that. We did see that report that they could uh, be shopping him, and then he liked that tweet. And then we we kind of saw how being in trade rumors or like not getting the minutes you want. Like we saw with Surge, how he kind of seemed down like most of the time. And I don't know if the team really wants that. Uh, I didn't want to make him happy, so they moved him. So I don't know if they they would want Morris to be unhappy not getting the minutes he could be playing on a different team. So I kind of think he's gone, even though. I like uh, Morris, but I think Rocco might ha- might start because I think Batum is going to be um, – Batum's older. He went through a lot this season. He went through a lot last postseason too, so I think they might have to, like, save his legs. So I think they will roll out Reggie, PG, Kawhi, Rocco, and Zoo, and I think they're going to exercise Zoo's team option to bring him back uh, just because that contract's a steal. But Rocco – yeah, Rocco yeah. as a starter with that team, that's a lot of length. Pause um and defensive versatility uh and him just going along with uh zoo's rim protection um uh the length god i keep doing it (laughs) you're doing it on purpose at this i'm not man their wings stop um but (laughs) him just him being with two elite defenders and Kawhi and pg i'm just gonna stop but yeah and him being a good catch and shoot option that's it all right that's it for me. Anything else on his role, Jack, before okay. we take a quick break? Um, well, I, I want to say, dude, Batum is actually, like, one of the craziest defenders I've ever seen, though. Like, at the playing game especially, like, his defense on Ingram, like, the yes. physicality, the pressure, and the length he has, the intelligence. Like, he is literally, like, people don't understand. Like, I know we people talk about, like, oh, yeah, Batum. Like, he can defend, he can shoot the three, he's smart. Like, he's a ridiculously good defender. Like, yes. it, it's just unreal, especially, like, when I saw him like live at that playing game, like you could really just see it's unreal. It's unreal. So I really, really like Batum and on the Morris front, Morris is still really valuable. Like we saw in the playing game, like he can score, he can be our leading scorer. He can get buckets like that. He's still like what, six, eight or something. Like he's still tall, strong. Um, so I think he is very valuable. I don't think the Clippers would just like throw him away, you know, like just trade him for like cash considerations or, or like a pick or anything like that. I think they would definitely trade him to get something back or like if it's a signing or something and they have to maybe trade him in order to sign, like it could be that, like, I don't think we're just going to get rid of him. I think if we do trade him, it'll definitely be for something good. So it's not like he'll just be thrown away. And then if they can't get anything good, you know, they they probably will just keep him. So yeah, still, still going to figure it out, I guess. Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, Nico, one through true one through five defender, like literally the definition of it. Oh my god, totally. Damian Lillard, Brandon Ingram, uh, Bam Adebayo, Joel Embiid. He's done all of it, so he's a true defender. That's why I think they got to save his legs um, next season. And then Rudy Gobert. Ah, yeah. No, he could. He would. He would lock that up. Uh, And then. No, that's what I'm saying is that he did lock that up. Yeah, exactly. So maybe we don't need him. Anyway, we'll get into that later. And then Marcus Morris <laughs> was arguably their best offensive player in the last playing game. So salute to That's him. That's what I'm if, saying is that he is very valuable. I know people are like, oh, no, he, he is. just go. Like he's he's very valuable. So I, I feel like, yeah, it's not just an easy, an easy decision they'll have to make about that. Yeah, but if that is his last game, I, I would be sad, but – that's a great way to go out is just leaving it all at the core. Probably his best game as a clipper, but totally. 
salute Marcus Morris. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, potential moves that the Clippers could pull this offseason. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. And Jack brought up something funny. Uh, the Sixers game is actually going on as we're recording this. And Jack brought up how Embiid's wearing a mask and someone tweeted about Kawhi wearing a mask. That was probably the weirdest mask in NBA history, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Just because it, it was covering places that most people that wear a mask don't cover. Because his was like a lip laceration and everyone else is like at the upper half of their face. And his run his eye. It's just but so kawaii. God. It's the most kawaii thing he could have done is that. Literally an insane mask. But that, that's going to go down history. I don't think we'll ever see that again. And that's why he's a legend. He hated that mask too. I remember that. He was playing so bad with that no. mask on kawaii. No one liked that mask. No one would like that mask. <laughs> There's not one mask. person. But um, anyway, Jack, it's the off season. Um, as always, there's a no lot J. of No Cole. All right, man. As always, there's a lot of moves by teams to be made. So we're going to talk about potential moves that the Clippers could make. First, we'll go with the void at point guard before we get into potential trades. Uh, Jack, is there anyone specific you want to see the Clippers target as a backup point guard? I actually put up a poll um, not too long ago. Actually, it was a little while ago about who you would want to see as the Clippers backup point guard for them to pursue. And DeLon Wright led the way with 42.1%. Dennis Schroeder got 18%. Goran Dragic got 25.9%. And then 13.9% uh, picked other. Some said Tyus Jones. Some said John Wall on a buyout. Uh, and then some said, uh, one said Eric Bledsoe. That would be nice. And then... Yeah, that would be that'd be fun. And then someone else said, um, just let Jason Jason Preston take the reins. And we don't know what he is yet. So that's why I kind of want to see a vet instead. But before Zach I go- Lowe did say on his podcast that the Clippers are very high on Preston. Exactly. Yeah. But do you, do you trust him right now to be the backup? No, I think I think it's a project. Yeah, but Jack, who would you want as that backup point guard signing? Or do you even think they need to sign one at all um i don't think it's as necessary as people seem like i kind of like when we go for that playmaking by committee kind of lineup whether it is like you know paul george playmaker or like terrence mann or reggie like i or like batum could like we have a lot of good playmakers they might not be like primarily point guards but 
they can all play make pretty well, get us into our sets. So I don't think it's a super, super big need. Um, but yeah, DeLon Wright would be good. Uh, I think he definitely is a smart point guard player and, and can help us win games. We saw Drogic do really well with the Nets uh, in this Celtic series. So that could be interesting. I think, I think they should look into that. Of course, he has his defensive limitations. But again, like we were talking about earlier, we have a lot of wings on the team that can help him on defense now. So it might have just not been a good fit for the Nets because they don't really have the luxuries we do. And then Schroeder might want to stay away from it. Just his past teams haven't haven't been great with him. They, the Celtics didn't want him and they got better without him. Lakers kind of just wanted to throw him away too. And yeah, I don't know what, what he's going to be doing. Uh, what do you think? Um, I, for one, am all in on DeLon Wright, mainly because he's a rebounding guard and I like his length defensively. And plus, I think Reggie's not a defensive minded guard. So it'd be nice to have that contrast come off the bench and say, Hey, we need, we need to start on defense or uh, we need to inject some um, defensive energy in terms of the point guard position. So I think he would be the best option for that. And I, I think Reggie's the best uh, playmaking option at point guard that they have because he could just score at all three levels, get his floater work, pick and roll good passer. But I think DeLon Wright would be a good fit. I don't know if they can afford him. That's why I'm curious to see if they do unload, uh, let's say, a Morris or a Kennard to get cap space, um, if they can do that. But to me, it's DeLon Wright. If John Wall's on a buyout, I would say I I guess swing on it. I, I don't know yeah. how good it would be, but I feel like it's super low risk. You might have to do it. Yeah, you kind of just got to see what, what he'd be like. That, that would just be so fun. Yeah, it's – God, but – for me, DeLon Wright, Jack uh, is going to go with point guard by committee. We saw PG play that backup point for them uh, last season, so I think that could also work. But uh, anyway. Now, the thing is, I really like PG more as a scorer. Like, I know he can yeah. pass well. I just don't feel like he should focus on that. Like, we saw in the Minnesota playing game, like, at first he was a little hesitant, you know, trying to pass, and he could pass very well and get assists. But then when he turns it up scoring-wise and just stays aggressive and just really locks in on – killing them and getting buckets like i really like that version of paul george better you don't want to wear him out either so i think that's Mm -hmm. where having another uh point guard benefits them but yeah we'll we'll see what they do with that that'll be interesting especially uh the draft is coming up too so we could see some moves there or maybe which day is the draft somewhere in july not sure maybe late july but maybe we'll see well i don't know if they'll take another point guard in the second round like they did with preston but you never know, man. They, they they'll always surprise you. The Canard trade happened on draft night. They uh, oh. I can got Boston and Preston on draft night last year. And Keon so. Johnson. Yeah, Keon was the original pick. Covington trade. Yeah. yeah, God, that yeah, those are huge. Those are just sneaky signs. I don't know if they'll buy into it again because they already have it, but we'll see about that. Um, a name that's brought up uh, recently in terms of the point guard spot was D'Angelo Russell. And I don't know how Ooh. I feel about this, but I want to know what you think about uh, a possible D'Lo trade. The salaries for Morris and Kennard works, and you can also include Boston as well. And then you'd probably have to put in picks, but what is your thought on a potential D'Lo trade? I don't know. I mean, we saw him struggle in the playoffs after going off, of course, against us in the playing game, but I don't know. That seems like, 
Minnesota might want a heavy load for that. And I don't know. He's not a player that might be worth that would be worth giving up like a lot of depth for. Um and like future assets. It's just if we're gonna go for that kind of thing, like it's definitely gotta be a better player than D Low. I mean, he's just he's just very inconsistent, dodgy decisions. Of course, he can heat up some games like the playing game, but then over the course of that playoff series, we saw him just struggle, struggle, struggle. So I, I don't think it would be worth it. I agree, honestly. That's um I don't know. I just don't I, I'm not bought in on D Low, never have. I, he is, um, he's like six, five as a point guard pass a little bit, he can get a shot up, but I just don't know if he's good for that locker room. Not that he's like a cancer or anything, but I just think they need more mature presence than that. But yeah, I'm glad we're both out on it though, because that's pretty bad. All right. Yeah. Moving on to the next one. This is one I am also in favor of. A potential Kyle Kuzma trade where yeah, yeah where Kennard or Morris alone works straight up and then you could throw in Boston and then maybe a pick or two. How we are you feeling on wings. that? We want wings. We want wings. Why hey, not? Give he, us another wing. He was 17 and eight last year. And Dude, I like Kuz. I do. I do too. I don't know. I don't think Washington would give him him up for that but we've seen worse trades um so wait what would be the proposed trade to get him canard or morris and they already have like kispert who's a little canard as they have kcp who's already a, a shooting two guard they have beal and then they already have Rui and denny so but it would make sense if they would get another four i don't know if they'd buy him out of his contract or just flip him for more um so I don't know what they would want. Maybe you'd have to include a young guy. You definitely have to include, I think, Boston or a pick or something if they intend to move oh, on from Beal. I don't Beal. know. That seems like a lot, man. That's, I don't know if the Clippers would do that. It seems like a lot. Because Yeah, because Kuz probably won't start if they get him. Yeah, that, I don't think they'll do Kennard or Morris, Boston, and a pick for Kuz. Yeah. I don't um, even know if they do Boston for Kuz, to be honest. That's true. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't see a realistic route where they can actually get him, but I think it's something that it would be not it would be cool the Clippers to have more youth, more um another wing, a guy that uh can shoot the three, got that little hook, it runs the floor. Uh we saw I mean we saw him with the Lakers uh when they won championship. He would play hard in his role, but underrated defender too. Very yeah, underrated I, defender. Yeah, People he's think I don't they think they can he's just that, attack him, but no, he's underrated. I don't think he's that bad on defense, but I would love to see it. I doubt we do. I, I can just hope. But, yeah, Kuz, ready when you are. Um, and then finally, we're going to close off this episode with a trade that's been talked about for a while. A potential Rudy Gobert trade where – No, no, and no. Where Morris Kennard Zubot's package <laughs> works – and then potentially you could throw in Boston if you wanted to as well, or Preston. And then you would likely have to include the 2027 first round pick or other second round picks. Jack, you already made it known. Why do you not want this? Like, how I, I, I know Rudy Gobert brings defensive value. He's a terrific defender, but we have seen it every single year 
that he has a lot of offensive limitations and cannot be on the court due to those limitations. And it has been talked about like, oh, the coach should just bench him and lay like yada, yada, yada. Like it's just not worth that amount of players and money to, to attain him. He's, he can defend very, very well. He's just not, he's not going to be valuable if you give him that much money. Like if we could get him on, you know, if we could trade and he wasn't on a crazy deal, we didn't have to give up so many players. Of course he'd be valuable, but due, due to the amount of money he makes, the amount of players we'd have to give up, it's just not worth it. And it would just, it, like we would just get the same problems that the jazz have every single year. And, and that, that wouldn't be worth it. What are your thoughts? I agree with that. The, I think the you I fell in love with having Rudy on the backside with PG, Kawhi, uh, Roko, Nico with him. Hey, he could have been the fifth guy we were talking about earlier in the episode. Uh, he could have, and that would be fun. That would be an absolute clamp of a lineup. That, that would be – I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah, and I think something else is um, – We've seen Rudy just like kind of have his issues with teammates. And then is he going to be okay with getting benched in the fourth? If Because Ty Lue clearly has an identity to go small. I think he's made that known. So I think that's why I kind of think it's not going to happen just because I, uh, the front office will probably lean into that and be like, Hey, I don't know if it's worth it in the future. We're going to have this guy making like 40 mil a year and we're just going to have him have him get benched at the end of games and all that money could have been on more switchy guys, uh, more wings, more Roco like guys, uh, three and D that could uh, play multiple positions. I don't know if that's worth it, but that I don't think it's going to happen. I was on board with it at first, but the more I thought about it, I'm kind of, I would rather just get a backup point guard and then re-sign uh, Hartenstein and then get Zoo back. Now, I will say, I do think the Clippers sh- should shop, look around, mm-hmm. window, you know, look it through the windows of these yes. stores for an upgrade at center. I do think an upgrade at center, like I love Zuba, I love Hart. I do feel like though an upgrade at center would be really, really helpful for the Clippers. Even though they, play, they finish small most games? Even though they finish small, I, I just think, I, I just think it's, it's, you could finish small. You can be small. That can be your identity, but you are just still going to need like that, that, that good center that you can, you know, really, really rely on. And I think Zubox has been great for us, but we can like, we can still upgrade from that. It can still, it can still, it could definitely be better. And I feel like the Clippers should just, just look around, see if they can snag, like, you know, like the Pelicans did last year, snacking Jonas Valanciunas and no one really thought much of it. And then Jonas Valanciunas was like a huge piece for them. Maybe the Clippers could do something similar this year. I I just want a hard rolling finishing big man and a good defender. I don't I think retaining both centers is fine. I think the only the only times where you're gonna run into problems if you face an Embiid and Jokic, but there's not too many of those in the league. And that's gonna be a problem. I think that's why Jokic could be a problem when Murray and uh Porter come back because they're going to be more dangerous and then you're going to worry about him and then get more of a, a little sturdier defender. But even, even then zoo's a good defender. Hardenstein protects the rim. Uh, he just doesn't have uh, the strength, but 
I, I don't oh, know. I agree. That's why, like, if we kept Zubak and Hart, totally fine. That's why I was just saying, like, you just, know, t- just look see, around. Test the waters. See what you could get. Yeah, just to test the water, see if it's possible to upgrade. But, yeah, no, if we just kept, kept Zoo and kept Hart, I would totally be happy because they are good. Yeah, that's – yeah. They, I think that with Kennard and Morris, I don't see how many of the um, – I think they would help especially uh, if there's injuries, which there probably will. It's the Clippers um, when they need them. I don't know how much they're going to need them in the playoffs if they're healthy, but we don't know what the team's going to be in the playoffs. Um, but I do agree with that. that. That's about 30 something million a year that you can take a look around, test the waters. But yeah, that's something that I'm curious to see what the front office would do. And even if they just run it back, I think they'll be great. Uh, Absolutely, doesn't matter. I agree. doesn't matter, but they have, I think they have the advantage in everything right now in terms of the roster. So yeah, in our front office, we can always trust them. They, they always make really great moves, um, and are reliable and, and, you know, they're not going to make any stupid deals that just make no sense. So I trust them. Yeah. And they won't leak. So we won't know what's going to happen until that's also happens. very true. We will not. Yep. Um, and that's going to do it for us today. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. Again, follow us on Apple Podcast apps, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Megaphone, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Jack, where can these people find you? The people can find me at Jack Clippers on Twitter. Hit me up. And and in uh, what was it nationwide commercial? Oh yeah, and and in the nationwide commercial, it's it's been playing. During some of these playoff games, uh, did it a few years ago, and it's back on the air. So keep an eye out for that. And that's your mom in it with you, right? Yup, my actual mother. God, so sweet. Anyway, guys, catch Jack um, on the commercials. Don't go on your phone. Keep an eye out for Nationwide. <laughs> Just put your head up. You might see him. Follow him on Twitter, Jack Clippers, and then follow me at courtside underscore clips. Thank you guys again. As always, go Clips. Peace.